the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Get in, start your engines with Rod and Cody and get ready to gamble on the Daytona 500 this Sunday. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Uh, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, uh, February the 16th, I reckon. Uh, and we are here to handicap a full slate of 10 Premier League games taking place on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Joining me, as always, uh, from Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Penas, are it? I'm alright, but I'm not joining you from Nottinghamshire today. I'm, I'm well, oh, you've thrown us a right dummy there, but actually... Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't take notice of your background. Where are you? I'm at my mother's. I'm back in Newcastle, man. What for? I'm up for the Liverpool game. Oh, it's three days away. Oh, I know. I've got to keep up appearances. You only went home on Tuesday. I know. I but... should have just stayed, shouldn't I? <laughs> but obviously, as as we discussed on Monday night, it was Valentine's Day Tuesday. Oh, so of I course. Been, I had a bit of romancing to do. I couldn't stay up in Newcastle. <laughs> um, I was, you know, whining and dining the other half on Tuesday night. So, so yeah, literally got back to uh, Nottingham Monday night, two days at home, and then back up here. Kids are off school this week over here, so yes, uh, of getting up, see the grandparents and all that, and see their cousins, and taking the two kids to the match on Saturday. So yeah, Saturday night. I'm sitting in a freezing cold conservatory here in my mum's house. Um, I think last time I did one from here, I've had my hoodie on and everything, and I haven't prepared. Yeah, my... you did. <laughs> I remember, did you have your Green Bay Packers bobble hat on last time? You start hear my teeth chatter. It's because it's about minus five in here. Oh, well, I'm all right. I'm quite toasty. I've got my slippers on. I've got a cup of tea. Quite happy, Baz. Um, I have written down, um, did your last surprise you in the lifestyle section? I was going to do that in a little while, Baz, but you've already alluded to it now. You were, you had the fear after last year when she went berserk. So what was the... Uh, what was right. the general upshot? Well, well, I, I hadn't got anything. Right. Uh, Nothing uh, at all? Card? Uh, well, I thought I had a card. How can you think you've got a card? Because I bought a card last year and I lost it in the house somewhere. Yeah. So I had to go out and buy another card. <laughs> and then halfway through the year, I found the missing Valentine's card. Oh, no. Where was it? Happened. Hang on, where was it? I can't remember. I think like it's yeah. something daft. Right, okay. I anyway, I thought I'll keep that for next year. <laughs> yeah. And I put it shoot. in a safe place and I thought, I know I've got a card this year. Yeah. Um, until it got. So she was away. She was coming back Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, there's no panic on. I said, right, let's have a look, find that card. And could I fuck find the card? I've lost it again, haven't I? So fucking. So she gets home and I've got no card. <laughs> uh, nothing. But in the meantime, so, she, so she's been away. To, she's been away with the kids. So she's been away with the kids visiting the parents. Uh, Tuesday morning, there's a, there's a delivery at the door. It's yeah. got Helen's name on it. Yeah. It's clearly a gift from me. It's from the Big River Bakery up in Newcastle. Right. So I thought... Uh, yeah, your carbon footprint this week, Barry, is absolutely gigantic. Oh, you're, like, you're like Taylor Swift. I thought I know exactly what this is because it was something I was after for a while. Um so, oh shit, I'm going to have to order something. So I've, I had to order something Tuesday morning, which I knew wouldn't arrive for Valentine's Day, and just um, play the, oh, it hasn't arrived on time, but you've got a gift on its way. So I did get her something. She got me a stotty-making kit. What do you think? Oh, nice. All oh, right, now go on then. That's going to take some explaining to our friends across uh, the pond, Buzz. In fact, our friends probably south of the time, not just in America. Well, funny enough, I, we, we had a few of the lads the other day were asking me what a stotty was. I had... Um, Josh and Kieran after Super Bowl party trying oh, okay. stotties. Um and funnily enough, my study making kit described what a study was as well. So that that's helpful. Um I'm trying to find the uh, what is a study, Margaret? It's a study cake. It's an iconic bread associated with the northeast of England. 
It's a flat and round loaf with a small indent in the middle produced by the baker. It's also known elsewhere as oven-bottomed bread. Yeah. Stotty comes from the Northumbrian word stot, meaning to bounce, because in theory, if it was dropped, it should bounce. There you go. Classic. Well, bad. So, yes, in, I'm gonna have, I'll be making some homemade stotties. Uh, in 1994, when I moved away to university, um, on a Monday, through the... Post, so the letterbox would come from my mother, uh, a little parcel every week with a copy of the Football Pink, which was an old newspaper that had all the Saturday night scores, the match reports from Newcastle, all the local football and stuff, um, and a Stotty Cake. <laughs> uh, so I thought she posted the Stotty Cake and the Football Pink every Saturday night, and I would get one every, every Monday morning, would land on my doormat. Uh, in sunny Worcester. So, one final question then, Buzz, is uh, does Helen listen to the show? Is she going to know that uh, you've, nah, you didn't have any of this? She's not. The only time she listens to the show is if I've got it on. And that doesn't happen very often, apart from when I forgot to take notes of my own picks. You're trying to remember Before your own picks. Goes off, I have to listen to it again to get my own uh, thing. So, yeah, she'll not listen. I can say what I want. That'll be absolutely fine. Excellent. She has, she has got a, a friend who occasionally messages and say, "Oh, me and Gareth have been listening." To oh, you see, so that, that could be trouble. Like, but I don't dangerous. Think that. Well, as I suspected, uh, Valentine's Day went completely and utterly unnoticed in this house. It wasn't mentioned by anyone. It wasn't spoken about. No cards, gifts, pleasantries, or anything were exchanged at any point. So that was uh, that was a result I've got, for me. I've got some more Valentine's drama to pull out later, but we'll get on to the football, Malcolm. <laughs> oh, it's uh, football. I've we've only done seven minutes, Buzz. I know. Um, tell you what, then I'll do this ad read first. We'll get this out the way. Um, I tell you, reading those Andreads at the top, there was a little note of surprise in my voice when I uh, saw the bit about the NASCAR gambling podcast. Uh, if you've never bet on the NASCAR, it's great. It's great for DFS. And I tell you what, Rod and um, Cody, Cody Zeeb, uh, they're in great. They finished last season in incredible form. They were tipping up winners at any price you like, 25s, 33s, 50s. Uh, qualifying, I think, for this first race, they've had the winner of that 14 to 1. That was a couple of nights ago, uh, all for the, for the day 500 this week. So, yeah, uh, if you're into your fast car racing, uh, get onto the, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Uh, WinBet, the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, active in a bunch of states, tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka wins, build your own bet. Loads of promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up, receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. If you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com so they know that me and Baz sent you. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, so we'll have a little review. We, we, on the show we recorded on Monday night, hung over, um, we took on six games. We took on the Premier League game, um, four Champions League games, and then Europa League game. I went three and three, uh, but two of them were kind of six to four plus 150 winners. So I returned seven units, so it'd be six bet. I'm all right with that. Uh, but we'll start with the Prem Baz, which was Wednesday night. I'm going to knock you out of chronological order again. But Arsenal won Manchester City three. The pick was under two and a half for me. Uh, first of all, tell us, you, you hit all your picks. I put two ticks next to your name here, Baz, because you did so well. Tell us about your picks. But then also, tell us about what, what you thought of the game and moving forward, um, what effect it's going to have on this title race. Yeah, also, that was a really entertaining game, actually. But yeah, Wednesday night was the highlight for me. It was a bit of a fucking mixed, mixed bag over the week. I got absolutely nothing. Tuesday, shite tonight. Or only one pick tonight anyway. And then absolutely everything in the middle. So when you get a really, really nice sandwich, imagine getting a nice Italian sandwich, loads of nice Italian meats, bit of nice cheese. And then all you've got like stale bread surrounding it. Spoils it a little bit, you know what I mean? So the middle... Would do, lovely, Buzz. Lovely, but, uh, uh, lovely imagery there. But um, yeah, so... I would call it a bit of a shit sandwich, but that would infer that the shit was in the middle um, and it wasn't. The shit was on the outside. Um, <laughs> Man City game, uh, good game. I really enjoyed it. I think um, 
I fancied Man City to, to win it, tipped Man City on the money line. Um, I also went with the cards ladder, um, and I think we were a little bit unlucky not to get higher. It was good, good effort on it. It was over four and a half, five to six. We got just short of two to one for over five and a half, and then it died out last 20 minutes, and it was chippy enough. There was loads going on in the game. Uh, there was a card given, but then wiped out because it was offside and the penalty was ruled out. So I feel that could have went a lot higher. Well, well Baz, I've told you, I, just off air, I told you, I've got a confession to make. I think I mushed the cards because after 75 minutes, when it was on six, I backed over seven and a half. I then backed three individual players all to receive a card for those exact reasons. And at the very minute I placed all those bets, all the chippiness of the tackling and the referee just stopping being interested. So that was that was 100% a mush on my behalf. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's fine. As I say, we got, we got two rungs up the ladder. That's all right. Take that. Every day, I mean, three in the first half set us up lovely for that. And I just felt, we, I really felt we could get seven or eight in that game and that would have been lovely. Um, but a decent, decent return on that anyway. I thought Arsenal played all right. It, it won 1-1. It was quite open, wasn't it, at that point? Well, it was yeah. going end to end. And I just I turned around, Helen was sitting watching it with me. I said, there's definitely someone's going to win this. And then once City went ahead, it I felt like that was it. it, it Arsenal sort of fizzled out a bit. It didn't take long for the third to go in, and that was game over, wasn't it? I set it up. Yeah, it was. It was the result I wanted. Um just to set the league title, it, it just sets it up lovely, doesn't it? You know, Man City now top level points. Uh, Arsenal with a game in hand. They both got to play each other again. Um, so it just sets it up for a, for a really tight finish. It, it's it's a it's a definite wobble for Arsenal, isn't it? We've been saying it the last couple of weeks. You know, they've, they've lost two on the bounce here. Oh, they've gone three without a win here, uh, and now they're looking at four uh, without a win, three three defeats, and. Uh, and a drawing amongst that. I mean, I've covered this bit when we come to Arsenal later. I think two of them defeats have come against Man City. The Brentford defeat was, well, not defeat, draw, should really have been a win. Very, very harsh. Uh, and Everton, they just come up against them wrong time um, entirely. So, yeah, it set it up nicely. It was a good game. I really did enjoy it. It, it easily could have went the other way. Had Arsenal have got that third goal, I think they could have got a, you know, they could have got away with a the win there. Um, but yeah, enjoyed it. And good from a betting point of view. Yeah, so in terms of the league title now, Manchester City are four to seven minus one seventy five outright. Arsenal seven to four plus one seventy five. You can back Man United at twenty to one still if uh, you're not funding your money. The difference for me, Baz, I give you uh, Erlen Haaland held up against Eddie and Ketia. Now, yeah. it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, yeah, I'd seen someone say the day, you know, if, if Gabriel Jesus had been up front for Arsenal, hell. I thought, I thought nope. he's not your out and out scorer, is he? Jesus. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was. He couldn't hit a cow's arse with a banjo. I've got a season long bet with Simmers that he would score fewer than nine goals, uh, which, as it happens, the injuries landed on my side. But he wouldn't anyway. He's, he's always to be found by the corner flag or not scoring from the corner of the six yard box. But the difference, I think, I think there's a no Premier League team's ever won the league with someone without a forward who scored 15 goals, Baz. And I was so I had a little look down the Arsenal um, squad today. You've got Enketia on nine, Sacker on eight, which includes pens, um, two only two pens, Odegaard eight, Martinelli seven. Erling Haaland scored. 85 already like it's just it's gonna it's he's already matched Aguero's best season yeah in the Premier League and we're only what second week in February it's just absolutely um, so yeah I mean Arsenal still, it's still in Arsenal's hands the, the level on points yeah. for the game in hand but it's, you just um, you just get the feeling that Man City you're gonna gonna get away and this is absolutely um, a big wobble for Arsenal, huge game for Arsenal this weekend. It's going to be the first game that we come to in a minute. So um, let's run through these Champions Leagues and Europa games. Quick snap. And um, I went three for four in the Champions League. This was all right. Um, AC Milan won Tottenham nil. I took both teams to score. This was my loser. Um, and actually, when I saw that Tottenham lineup, they were missing quite a few players. Um, Benton Kerr was important. Oliver Skip's on. I don't know how they're still trotting people like Oliver Skip out. It's baffling. Like, um, they, took, they had the moments Tottenham. AC Milan scored after about three minutes. And I thought, oh, yeah, we go. This is set up. And then hung on for the other 87 minutes. So, yeah, um, this one, I, I watched the other game. 
So I didn't see an awful lot of this one. But yeah, I missed on this, Baz. What did you have? I had Kane any time. Uh, yeah, I didn't okay. really fancy anything. Um, and, and I couldn't really fancy AC Milan because they hadn't been in great form. Uh, I thought Spurs would definitely get on the score sheet because everyone had been scoring against uh, Milan lately. Uh, I went with Kane. No no good. So yeah, that was the start of the the, the bad start to the week. Uh, PSG nil Bayern Munich one. I took Munich at plus one fifty five, just over six to four. Uh, Munich with a better team for ooh, three quarters of the game. And Bappy came on and did a few bits and bobs uh, for PSG. Goal just allowed for offside. So PSG had a goal last twenty, but Munich were considerably better. I think I would have been unlucky not to win this. Um, I was awestruck that PSG trotted out a sixteen-year-old winger. Um, on the right wing in a game of that magnitude, you know what I mean? Pretty incredible. Like you see sometimes in the in the championship, or you know, Sunderland have ruled out that fifteen year old kid, or sometimes um, Crystal Palace might bring on a seventeen year old substitute or something. But this getting to be starting on the right side of midfield um, in in the Champions League game of that size. Um, so yeah, but I thought Munich were, were considerably better. Like and PSG just struggle when they come up against this quality of opposition. Yeah, I took Bayern to score two or more um, in that one. No good. I, I fancied Bayern to win it. I thought they'd, they'd have the better of it, but I wasn't. Uh, I was more inclined to go for them on the goals in case it was a bit of a goal fest. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they got the the first goal early enough where I thought I had a chance, but uh, wasn't a big. Yep. Dortmund won Chelsea nil. Uh, I took Dortmund again, uh, plus 145, uh, 13-9. Uh, maybe a bit lucky this time. Chelsea actually did all right. Dortmund uh, won the goal by Adeyemi. Great goal. Um, and then hung on. Chelsea made chance after chance after chance. I touched on this a little bit later on when I um, handicapped the Chelsea game, but they still are doing this thing that they've done for 15 years where they seem to be they're the only self-motivating squad and I know they're not the same squad that they were 15 years ago but they just seem to be able to down tools when they want and then play well when they want it's completely up to the squad and it's been like that since Fabregas and John Terry and that would just decide to get managers sacked um, and if they turned they, so they turned up people like Hakim Ziyech who's been absolutely cack for months he looked great the other night the last 20 minutes he was unplayable like um, so I had no idea what to make of Chelsea at all I think um, well, yeah, we'll come on to them later on but I thought I was a bit lucky to cash this one at, uh, at the plus money bat what did you take on that one sorry Dortmund money line yeah so I had the same pick um, Dortmund money line in that one um, next up was Bruges nil Benfica two. This was the easy one. Uh, Benfica five to six minus one twenty. Um, you could have called the two nil as well. Benfica we said it won about five in a row to nil. Uh, Bruges. Um, Do you see who the Bruges manager was Bat? No. Uh, Ex Newcastle United player. I'm sure, you're going to tell me Scott Parker is the right answer. Yeah, have you just googled that? Yes. Uh, okay. No. Oh, yeah. Used to be fun, you Bat. Yeah, yeah. How, how did that happen? I tell you what, new manager bounce. I don't know what's the opposite of bounce. Is there a word for that? New manager burrow. He's burrowed them into the ground. He's took any joie de vivre that they had and absolutely he's murdered them. Uh, Scott said, Parker. Obviously, we didn't realise he was there, but we did say in the no. game that they were in terrible form, haven't been. Off yeah. a really good start at the start of the season. I'm, I'm sure there's something like nine without a win or something like that. Now I can't remember. Uh, yeah, off the top of my head, what we said, but uh, yeah, he completely mangled them, Scotty Parker. Um, so yeah, that was a really easy cash, dead straightforward, great price that one. Um, and then finally tonight, the tea time game in the Europa League, Barcelona two, Man United two. Um, that was a good game. It was a fun game. I actually, I had the, I took Barcelona in under four goals. And Barcelona were 1-0 up and probably good value for it. And I thought it would be all right. And then, I'm not saying in any way I was unlucky to lose the bet because I wasn't. I was miles away. But um, the keepers mm-hmm. let that one in the near post. I mean, Marcus Rashford, everyone talking about what form he's in. But he just kicked that at the keeper. Like, how long that's gone in, I've got no idea. I think Barcelona maybe just could have held on at 1-0. But after that, it was mayhem. There was an OG. Um, Barcelona equalised. Casemiro hit his own post. There was a whole host of penalty appeals and yellow cards and silliness. It was wild. Like, I couldn't decide if it was really good or they both just looked really sloppy-like because it was mayhem. It was good entertainment. Yeah. I'll give it that. 
I didn't see any of it because I was on the road uh, traveling up here, so I never watched any of it. I was I had the live score updates. Whilst I had a notepad on my knee, you might have seen on Twitter. I was up in the passenger seat, notepad on my yeah. knee, doing the studies, studies for tonight. Uh, so I didn't watch any of it, but at half time, and I'm on the under 2.5, nil nil. I'm thinking we're doing okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, not too good. Not too good for me. Bad, fin- bad finish, bad start. Incredible in the middle. I mean, I should in the middle. About the, the middle bit. Um, you know, I keep mentioning uh, I'm on the old TikTok now. I put out a treble. Nine to one treble <laughs> on the TikTok, and that hit. Um, as I say, hit, hit a three out of three uh, on, on the picks that I put on the podcast. The cords went up the ladder a little bit. But one other thing from that Wednesday night, I thought I would always like to shout out a couple of the followers, you know, particularly yeah. it's in Discord. It was Maka this week, who before the Man City Arsenal game said, "Yeah, this was wild. This was." He said, "He said the last Arsenal Man City game there was only three corners." And under 3.5 corners is 12 to 1. It's worth a shot. What did they finish on? Three corners. Yeah. Uh, and I said tonight, you know, I said this morning, what a, what a great shout that was. But what a great reverse ladder that would have been, wouldn't it? If you'd back yeah. the under Go 10, down under, from... under 8, all the way down, you could have, you know, because I'd imagine the line would have been around 10, 10 and a half. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good shout from Maka, low on the corners, in a game where you're expecting it to be. Very attacking end to end, and you know there was plenty of attacking endeavour from both teams. Unders on the corners was a uh, was a great shout. Uh, yeah, it was. There was some uh, there was some good picks in there. Who who backed Sunderland this week? Much to my annoyance, I can't remember who that was. Any, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, stuck Sunderland in his accumulator. Obviously not. I don't think he knew that uh, they were up there about arch rivals. So he was suitably told off and threatened with a two-week ban from Discord. Uh, and they won for him as well. So uh, Lenny had the had the last laugh in there. But yeah, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Um, yeah, loads and loads of fun in there. It's been it's been good value again this week. Um, so that was the first time we've dipped our toe into the uh, Europe uh, the European. Competitions, uh, quite enjoyed it, but as mixed results, I think, well, I went, yeah, three, uh, one, three, lost two. So um, we'll, we'll keep going with that um, as the season progresses. But this weekend, we're back uh, with our bread and butter bars, the Premier League. And we start with the lunchtime game on Saturday. Very, very big game, uh, as we just alluded to. It's a 12.30 kickoff, 7.30 Eastern time, Aston Villa against Arsenal, where Aston Villa are the 16-5, plus 3.20 home puppies. The draw is 5-2, plus 2.50. Arsenal 4-5, minus 1.25. Villa have lost two in a row after a nice little run. They lost in City, which is fair enough, uh, but they conceded four to Leicester uh, before that. Really hard to handicap. um, Aston Villa, don't know. They're improving, and they will improve under Emery. Um, but it's a higgledy-piggledy set of um, results and trends you've got. So, um, Arsenal, as you said earlier, has one point from three games. Um, they've only scored one open-play goal uh, as well in that time. This is a big reaction game for Arsenal. Um, pretty quick turnaround. They finish that game on Wednesday night. They go straight into Saturday lunchtime. Uh, these games could often be a slow burner. That's the early Saturday game as well. Um I wasn't good enough to pick a side in this, Baz. I don't trust Arsenal. I don't trust Villa. Um, however, Villa always score at home, looking back. Um, and that was good enough for me to take both teams to score. I don't think Villa can keep Arsenal out. Um, four to five, one, minus 125. We get off the mark with an easy one, Baz. Both teams to score. Nice. I mean, this is going to be an interesting one tonight because, as I say, I've been driving up. Helen was driving. I was in the passenger seat doing all my research, doing my... Uh, so can you read your own writing? And I can't fucking read a thing. Like, oh. like a fucking maniac, don't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I'll probably be reading out a load of garbage tonight. But anyway, um, Villa Arsenal. I mean, I said here, yeah, Villa looked to have turned the corner when they went four unbeaten recently. Uh, they beat Spurs, Southampton, Leeds, drew with Wolves. Um, but that came to a halt with a 4-2 defeat against Leicester and then 3-1 against Man City. So the two two losses on the bounce now. Conceded seven in those last two games. Uh, and they've only had one clean sheet in their last six I've got here. Uh, both teams to score. Hit five of the last six for Villa. Um, so, so that bodes well for you. 
And as we say, Arsenal, with a, with a definite sort of blip, I think we have to caveat it a little bit. Two games against Man City and, and an unlucky one against Brentford. Prior to that, it was six unbeaten in all competitions for them. Uh, but they haven't had a clean sheet in, in five games now, Arsenal. Um, so again, feeds into your, uh, your both teams to score. Yeah, keep talking, um, Baz, a bit. <laughs> the Unders has hit three of the last five league games. Um, but I, th- I think... I think there'll be goals in it. I think you're right. I think Arsenal can concede here. Uh, and I was similar. I looked at Arsenal. I, I thought you know, a couple of weeks ago, if we'd been looking at four to five for Arsenal against Aston Villa, we'd have thought it was a great price. Um, so I, I don't mind Arsenal at four to five, but I decided to go with the team goals instead. I think Arsenal will get a couple here. Over 1.5 Arsenal goals at five to six. Arsenal team total. I can tell that you're really struggling to read your own right there, Baz. I can see you leaning in, reeling in and squinting. Uh, excellent. Some, some of it will be better. We'll have been on a nice smooth bit of road and then yeah. uh, Helen's zigzagging in and out of cars. And it's in and out the lanes. Yeah. Uh, my well, handwriting's an absolute delight, Baz, by the way. Yeah? Good. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, really, really nice. If anyone wants any... Uh, Calligraphy doing, you know, wedding, wedding invitation, stuff like that. Um, absolute treats to behold is my handwriting. Um, on to the three o'clock games in the Premier League. How many three o'clocks we got? This is where um, we're going to... I mean, this is my zone, Baz, after last week. Five out of five. We've got one, two, three, six, four, six this, week. six this week. Holy hell. Uh, the joy of six. So the first one, uh, these are three o'clock, so 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, Brentford against Crystal Palace. Brentford are nine to ten minus one eleven. The draw is five to two plus two fifty. Crystal Palace are sixteen to five plus three twenty. Baz, what you got? Yeah, so Brentford are now gone unbeaten in ten league games after that one one against Arsenal. So great form for Brentford. Five wins, five draws in that time. On the flip side, Palace have gone six without a win now, uh, and only one win in the last eight. I think they've only had two wins on the road all season as well, so their away form's not great. They beat Bournemouth, they beat West Ham. Um, I said here, Bundes has hit four of the last five for both teams. Um, and the last head-to-head between these two two teams was a nil-nil. Um, therefore, 8-11 for the Unders is okay. Um, I don't mind the Unders at 8-11, but I'm going to go with Brentford to continue their, their run here. As I say, they're unbeaten in 10 now. Um, Palace are, are on a real slum and, 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 as I say, away from home, they just can't buy a win at the moment. Um, Brentford money line for me, four to five. Keep it simple. Well, keep it simple, Baz. Four words I've got on my bit of paper here. Uh, Brentford, good. Palace, bad. Brentford at nine to 10 on the money line, minus 111. It's a team ride. Uh, no more complicated than that. Next up is Brighton against Fulham. Brighton eleven to seventeen home jollies minus one fifty three. The draws at fourteen to five plus two eighty. Fulham nine to two plus four fifty. Both these teams going along okay, having a lovely old time. Brighton and Fulham. Uh, Brighton unbeaten in five. Three of those have been wins. Uh, Fulham beat Forest after decent draws. Uh, after a decent draw, Chelsea. The instinct, I think, when you think of these two teams, like you say, they're both having a lovely time, um, is goals. You just want to think, oh, yeah, I get that. Both score, both concede a lot. Looking at it, the Brighton's last couple of games have finished 1-1 and 1-0. Fulham's last four games have been 1-0, 1-0, 0-0 and 2-0. So... I'm going to go against everything I know to be writing to. I'm going to go with the data over my instinct and and how these two teams are perceived, Baz. Under two and a half goals. It's plus money as well. 11 to 10. uh, Plus 110, Baz, for the overs. Uh, The unders. Under, 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 under. Right. This one's not a team ride then. Um, Brighton now five unbeaten in the league. Only one defeat in the last seven and that one defeat came against Arsenal. Uh, Fulham since the World Cup had four-game winning streak uh, and then they lost to Newcastle and Spurs. Followed up with a draw, Chelsea. Uh, but they've been back in the winners' enclosure with a 2 0 over Forest last week, weren't they? Decent form for them, I think, since the World Cup. Four wins, two draws, one loss. Uh, or was that the other way? Four wins, one draw, two losses, sorry. Um, 
the, you're right. Everything's pointing to the unders, isn't it? Unders hit four in a row um, for Fulham and five of their last six. Uh, it also hit the last two in a row for Brighton. But I went the opposite way. Prior to those last two for Brighton, um, the overs nine in a row. And those, those I just even though the last two have gone under for Brighton, there's been enough chances there for me to think it won't be long before the the, gate, the, the goals are flowing in those Brighton games again. The reverse fixture at, at Fulham uh, was a 2-1, over, over 2.5 hit there. Uh, I think Brighton can win here, but I think Fulham can score. Both teams to score three to four is, is fine for me, but I'm taking the overs at eight to 11. Oh, I just scribbled out overs and with both teams to score, and then you've pivoted back to the overs. But eight to 11, over two and a half yeah, goals. I'm taking the overs. I was, I was premature. Brighton, mainly off Brighton's, Brighton's form before these last couple of games, they were hitting overs every single week. And I don't think a lot's changed. There's still plenty of uh, plenty of action at both ends in, the, in their games. Um, so yeah, it's going to go over. You'll be a loser. I'll be a winner. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That was helpful. That one's gone under. One's gone over. So uh, choose your favourite pundit, kids, and uh, place your bets. Next up, uh, still on three o'clock, Chelsea against Southampton. Chelsea short two to five minus two fifty. The draw fifteen to four plus three seventy five. Southampton fifteen to two plus seven fifty. Baz, how did you dress this one up? <laughs> well, funnily enough. The first thing I've wrote is Chelsea's form can be dressed up in different ways. Oh, you see? Dressed it up in two ways. Uh, <laughs> this, this stuff doesn't just happen by accident. Like. No, it's well uh, planned, isn't it, Pat? It's quality material, this. What I said, so I said Chelsea, you can look at it different ways. If you're an optimist, uh, you'll say they're unbeaten in the last four league games. If you're a pessimist, you'd say they've had no wins in the last four in all competition. <laughs> um so they, they, they lost to Dortmund, as we know, last night. Prior to that, three draws in the Premier League. Uh, before that, they had a win. So they are, they are unbeaten in four in the league. Um, but three of those were draws. Um, league form, since the break, two wins, four draws, two losses. It's not great. Fortunately for them, they're coming up against Southampton this week. Um, so, you know, there's some uh, silver lining there. And then I've wrote there's no positive spin you can put on on their form. Uh, Southampton currently with six losses and one solitary win since the World Cup. Um, Chelsea games are going under all the time, five in a row. Nine of the last ten have gone under. Um, on the flip side of that, Southampton are going overs in all of their recent games, four in a row, I think. Um, Chelsea, I don't know, like, I just, I can't. Trust them. They don't look like a team that's going to blow anyone away. I think I think they'll probably win here. Um, but they've scored three goals in the last eight games, Chelsea, in the league. Um, they failed to score twice against City. Failed to score against Fulham, Liverpool, Dortmund last night. Um, I think Chelsea will win it. But I like the unders at 10-11. I think the unders is a, is a good price given the... The fact all of these Chelsea games are going under. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll go under based on that Chelsea form line. I, I, I might be wrong. Like, Southampton are shit. We know that. Um, <laughs> I've just not seen Chelsea looking like they're going to hit threes and fours against anybody. I mean, have, have they done it at all this season? I can't, can't remember. But, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, it's under. Um, I mean, we can both win here, Bas, but I actually think South Chelsea might be in a position to rack up a score and blow a team away this week. Um, like I said, they do continue to be this weird self-motivating entity uh, who could just down tools again on Saturday. But I've actually... I thought they were looking against Dortmund. They made enough chances. They, they played quite well. They looked good going forward. I thought they were looking against West Ham. And they should have been two or three up against West Ham before West Ham got the equaliser. And even then, they were denied that penalty right at the death. Um, I said on the last show, I'd watched Enzo Fernandez. He looks really good. Uh, João Felix looks like he's making a difference oh, no, as well. He didn't look really good against Adeyemi last night when he turned on the boosters. Did he say that goal? I saw that goal. I he was good. I mean, I didn't see any of the game. I'm not slagging Enzo Fernandez off that, but uh, that, I saw I saw the goal like, and he absolutely fucking sent him to the corner shop there, didn't he? 
Um, well, yeah, see, I watched him. I kept a close eye on him against West Ham last week, and I thought he, he looked, like I say, he looked like a good player. Uh, Southampton yeah. suck very hard. Uh, won one, lost nine in the last ten. I mean, they've sat Jones, um, but no new manager bounce because we've got um, new manager bounce. I'm just going to interrupt the podcast for some live lifestyle here. Uh, my daughter has just asked me to take the lid off this um, jar of mouthwash because it's got a kid's lock on it. She can't do it. There you go. She's also just given me the middle finger because I told you what I was doing. So that's nice, isn't it? For I everyone. Do it. it was just stuck. It wasn't stuck, right? Go away. I'm busy. Yeah, that's two fingers that time. Um, what's going on? Southampton. Yeah, that crap. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There'll be no new manager, but we've got no new manager. Um, I think this is a great spot for Chelsea. Um, I think it's been coming, Baz, and I think it'll come um, on Saturday. My pick is, you still could win here, Baz. Um, I think they'll get out in front early. They've played well early the last few weeks. They got in front of West Ham, could have scored two or three, made loads of early chances against Dortmund. Chelsea half-time full nine, Baz, is plus money, 11 to 10. Um, right. So they could they could win this one nil or get one in each half. What what what? Yeah, what you, you, can one, you can get your one nil up. I'm saying that that's fine. Um, let's say you got you got to go back to four months for the last time Chelsea scored three goals against anybody, and I don't yeah. think so scoring here. So I'm, I'm uh, just a bit of you can you can have it. Just I, a bit of eye test for me, Baz. It's been uh, like I say, I think it's been coming, but uh, yeah, time yeah. will turn. Next up, uh, Everton against Leeds. Huge old game, this one. Uh, Everton, 7-5, plus 140. The draw, 23-10, uh, plus 230. Leeds are 2-1. Uh, yeah, big old game at the bottom. Um, Everton had a huge start under Sean Dyche against Arsenal. And then an absolute no-show on Monday night against Liverpool. Um, I think their survival will very much depend on them uh, getting ugly wins with set pieces against bad teams. Um, and this kind of does fit into that framework. Um, still no Dom- uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Ellis Sims is going to have to start up top again. Or Neil Mopey. Jesus, he's terrible. Uh, Ellis Sims was getting loads of grief the other night. He's, a, he's not a kid, but he's been on loan at Sunderland. They've recalled him. So that's obviously his level. They didn't fancy him. They've recalled him, put him in the team. And then they were bloody minutes away from chasing him up the street and barricading him in the other night because he didn't score away Anfield on his debut, you know? Uh, idiots, man. Um, Jordan Pickford's entirely hopeless. However, Leeds haven't won in nine. Uh, they do flatter to deceive most weeks and I have started factoring that into my handicap. I keep saying how lovely football they play and all the chances they make. But when they never, ever score and never, ever win... Um, I'm going to have to start factoring that in, so I have them. Um, really, really hard to analyse this one. Um, Everton poor on Monday, but they do promise to be a different proposition at home. Um, I'm still sweet on Leeds, but they never win. So, Baz, I've gone to one of the... I've, I've bottled it, picking aside. I've gone to one of the markets. Um, the, you you turned me on to a little bit here, Baz. This is going to be tetchy. Lots at stake. Let's get into the cards. Um, Everton a little bit ugly and kick stuff. Big ugly defenders. Um, RC at home. Sean Dyche will be wound up and be getting stuck in. Leeds play really high tempo, which does lead to things like sort of late tackles and flashpoints. Uh, Weston McKenney is coming and just kicks people every week. Tyler Adams, the other American in there. They're both a little bit leery. The card line is set at over uh, four and a half, but it's even money to go over uh, plus 100. And this is uh, this is the ladders this week, Baz. Uh, cards in Everton versus Leeds. Nice. I did consider the cards in this one, to be honest. I thought... No, I didn't go into it too much uh, other than looking down the fixtures and thinking where, which game's the one that, that's got the potential for it. Uh, and this would have been one I would have, would have picked out. Um, but I'm glad you led off on this game and done all the analysis because I've just kept it really brief. I know it's yeah. Everton, just one win in 10 games. Leeds no win in the last nine. Neither team can win. Take the draw, twenty-three to ten. Yeah. Similar All right. Back. Good. Um, just none of them are winning. I think. I think you can't. You can't really trust any any of these teams. Uh, as I say, whether whether Everton have got the boost out of Dice, I don't know. It's one game. Is the only evidence we have against Liverpool. They were they were pretty crap. So that that doesn't back up the theory at all. Um, as you say, Leeds aren't great either. But I just think. 
this game could be anything. Could uh, it could be absolutely anything? The yes. last game earlier in the season was a one-one. Um, I would even go as far as to say one-one at eleven to two, isn't a bad shout. But yeah, for me, two teams that can't win anything um, take the draw, twenty-three to ten. Yeah, if it's a game I'll watch on Saturday afternoon, it'll be that one. Like I think uh, we'll be getting in the pub bars. I mean, if, if ever you're laddering anything, corners or cards, that's the game you want to watch, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Everything from minute one to minute ninety. Great. Uh, next up, still at the three o'clock, is Nottingham Forest against Manchester City. Forest fifteen to two plus seven fifty, the draw nineteen to four plus four seventy five. Manchester City are three to ten minus three thirty three. Bar's usual problem with Man City at a prohibitive price. What did you find? Um, uh, tricky one. I mean, Forrest had been on an eight-game unbeaten run at home until uh, Manu put three past them recently uh, in a 3-0 win. Um, they did beat Leeds in the last game. Um, and uh, Sorry, their last home game, they beat Leeds. But I think we remember you... You backed yeah. Leeds that day, didn't you? And, and Leeds were so wasteful. Should have got something out of it. Like... Um, City had lost three away games in a row recently um, before they went and beat Arsenal 3-1. Um, they'd been a bit tricky on the road because it was three wins before that, then three losses, then, then back to a win against Arsenal. So, um, you know, couldn't have been back on a, on a little bit of a winning streak? I, I think so. I think they will win. I, I think they'll have the bit between the teeth here, having hit the top of the league. Um, I think they'll win it, but where do we go for a bet? Um, yep. I, <laughs> There was a couple of things I fancied. I thought of tagging on the under 3.5 for a bet of 11 to 10. Um, they don't have many um, over 3.5s when they're on the road, Man City. However, if you change it around and just look at games where they win on the road, um, it's hit over 3.54 out of the last seven. So so I went off that a bit because when they win away, they seem to win well. Um, they just haven't been winning as frequently away from home this year. Um, I think the win, as I say, I think they'll have a bit between the teeth. I think uh, I, the only way I could go here really was the handicap. I can't, I can't back Forest at all. They just can't score goals. I can see City keeping a clean sheet. City to nil was, was another one that crossed my mind. But handicap minus one, um, so that's minus 1.5 for the Americans to to win by two or more, 10 to 11. Um, five of the last seven away wins for City have been by two or more. Um, so there's good form there. If City win games, they're generally winning them well. Um, I, I, I'll take the handicap. Um, I was pointing out that um, that's a, a wild irony today. Nottingham Forest, having signed 31 new players, Um <laughs> Apply to the Premier League today to add another player to their squad because they've got no defenders. You're allowed to name 25 in your squad. Uh, the two centre halves went off injured last week uh, away at Fulham, um, and they've applied to add Steve Cook back into the squad. I mean, have you signed all those players? It's still not got me. So uh, that's that will could hurt them. So yeah, I had to find an angle in here because it's impossible to oppose City. Uh, the angle is Baz that Nottingham Forest have scored nine. Home games in a row. Manchester City have only kept two clean sheets in the last 11 games. So City will spank him, but Forrest can score. Uh, both teams to score here. Yeah, I took it last week against Aston Villa. Man City got 3-0 up, but Villa still managed to get on the score sheet. Uh, both teams to score is 19-20, minus 105. Uh, the final three o'clock kickoff on Saturday is Wolverhampton Wonders against Bournemouth. Wolves are 23-35. Um Favourites, the draw is 13 to 5 plus 260, and Bournemouth are out at 5 to 1. Um, Wolves have won two in a row and three of their last four. They're playing better, the confidence is up. I think they did really good business in the window. Uh, that was important for them. Uh, the manager got some players in, the new manager helping them play the way he wants. And they've actually started scoring some goals as well. Uh, Bournemouth. Two draws from the last seven is all they've picked up. They did okay against Newcastle last week. I still don't think they were very good. I think Newcastle really let them off the hook. Um, like I say, Wolves are playing a lot better, a bit more expansive. They've started scoring goals as well, and this Bournemouth team's still terrible. I like the Wolves team totally, Abaz. I think they can score two goals. Um, so over one and a half is at a price of five to six, minus 120 for Wolves to get a couple for me, Baz. Yeah, I think you, you're a bit... 
higher on Wolves than I am. I, I can't see this this great form um, that you keep talking about every week. I keep looking at them and just thinking their form looks very, very patchy. It's wins here, losses there, draws there. It's just all over the place. I. Um, <laughs> three out of the last four, Buzz. I've then got the first line of my notes. Wolves enter this in good form in the league. Three <laughs> years <from there>. so, <laughs> Fucking we'll, hell. We'll get around you said to Tottenham were bipolar. I think you're the bipolar one, Buzz. Sitting there arguing with yourself. Yeah, so they, they've, well, they've won three of the last four. And, and to be fair, only City was the team that beat, the, beat them in that run. Uh, beat West Ham, Liverpool. And a good win against Southampton, wasn't it? With um, being 1-0 down and down to 10 men. The home form in the last eight games reads lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win. So that's, that's what I meant when they're all over the place. If you look at their home form, they literally alternate wins and losses every week, every time. Um, at the same time, Bournemouth's away form reads lose, 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 lose. Uh, there's no, there's no alternating anything there. They just lose all the time. Uh, the clues the are there, Buzz. Failed to score in six of those last seven as well. Um, five of those last seven league games for Bournemouth were unders. Um, six of Wolves' last home game, seven home games were also unders. These were their home games only. Um, I said to you, I thought Wolves have run exactly the same as you. I thought Bournemouth were okay versus Newcastle. Um, and they did hold Brighton with a 1-0 win before that uh, away from home, which wasn't a, a bad effort. Um, <laughs> Bournemouth, Bournemouth run won't go on forever. No team just keeps losing for 10, 12 games. Eventually, they'll, they'll get something. Um, I've been slightly better of late. Um, I mean, the trends point to the unders. <laughs> 8 to 11 for the unders is, is, is the price, and, and I wouldn't talk anyone over that. But I'm going to go for the underdog here. Wolves at home, alternating wins every week. Bournemouth slightly improved, uh, and they will win one eventually. They're going to get one somewhere. Uh, I can't have Wolves at 4 to 6. Too short for me. Going with the underdog. Bournemouth at 5 to 1. The value play here for me. Nice, Baz. Baz with his big boy pants this week. I couldn't. Uh, I struggled. I mean, I think I. Uh, I've, I've become the man for the underdogs um, out of the two of us, Baz, but I've, I've got nothing this week, so I'm glad you threw one in. Like, um, I mean, it's a loser, but you know, you've well, gone for be. it. Uh, it's a five-to-one shot mm. for a reason, isn't it? I just yeah. feel like uh, there'll be something coming for Bournemouth somewhere, and, and maybe I'll back them every week until they hit one. Good luck. You can back them with me, yeah, Baz. I'll take that bit. They're, they're, um, they're lose, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, win. Lose is the next is the next step in the uh, there you go. Uh, 5.30 kickoff, 12.30 Eastern time is the TV game over here, a game that we will all be in attendance at. Uh, Newcastle take on Liverpool. Where Newcastle are the six to four favourites, just plus one fifty. The draws at five to two, plus two fifty, Liverpool seventy to ten, plus one seventy, Barry. Uh Big game this one, tricky. It's a massive game and it is tricky one to handicap. Like I'm I'm not looking forward to it. Like I, No, me I, neither. I, I, I just I fucking hate losing this lot. Um and, and I really hope it doesn't fucking happen. Like but but I've just got the fear. I don't know about but you know, we're not playing brilliant at the moment. And neither are they, so it, you know, it shouldn't really be any concern. Um Newcastle, I mean now 17 games without defeat in the league. Um, mm-hmm. It's an astonishing run, like. Um, since the restart, five draws, two wins, so they're not winning many. Um, you know, we're scraping through a lot of games. And we don't look the same side when Bruno's not in there, uh, which he will be missing this week. We've only scored six goals in the last seven as well. Uh, three of those came against Leicester. Um, and we've only conceded two. Only one of the last seven since the restart have been over 2.5 goals as well. Um, Liverpool, they've ended a four-game winless streak with a 2-0 against Everton. I think it was much needed for them and you could see the relief at the end of the game, the way they celebrated that. I mean, it's a big derby game for them anyway, so you would expect the celebrations, but I think it was a it was a relief that it sort of got back to winning ways. I did see a bit of an overreaction from a, a lot of Liverpool fans suddenly trying to calculate the permutations to get them back to top four and stuff. And I think uh, it's still a bit of a way. I mean, you know, if they beat us, 
they're, they're six points behind us in fourth. Um, yep. if they win. Uh, they've got a game in hand. They'll look at that and think they can be three. But it's not just Newcastle. You know, they've got to get past Spurs, yeah. Brighton, Brentford, Fulham. Um, it's not just looking at who's in fourth and how many points have we got to make up because you need those five teams in between you all to drop uh, quite a lot of points as well. So I still think that they're going to have it really on their hands, you know, whether whether we're the team to, to finish fourth or not. I think Liverpool will have a big battle on their hands to, to nick that fourth place. But I did see some getting a bit carried away on Twitter with it. But, you know, let's be honest, it was only Everton. Um, whilst the Unders hits every week for Newcastle, it's only hit two of the last 10 games for Liverpool. Um, the last two head heads as well between these at St James's Park was a nil one to Liverpool and a nil nil. Um, so it's the Unders for me. Uh, Newcastle just hitting them at, at, at regular. Uh, pace at the moment uh, as I say the head-to-heads point to, to tight games low scoring games evens for the unders I think is good Newcastle are struggling to score I'm not convinced Liverpool are back after one win against Everton I don't think they'll they'll go and hit us for two or three just I can see this being a nil-nil or a one-nil either way so it's unders for me the other thing I, I was tempted to go with Liverpool uh, and the only reason being I just think it's a massive price for them, Mike. Uh, not massive, but more of the 17 to 10. I just think yeah. it's a good price for them against the Newcastle team that aren't playing particularly well. And a Liverpool team that on paper should be pretty good. It's a good price. And, I, you know, if anyone wants to back Liverpool, I'm, I, I wouldn't. It, again, it's these runs, and it? We, we've gone 17 without a defeat. But that's not going to last forever. Someone's going to beat us eventually. Um, and the last team to beat us was... Liverpool, yeah. So, who knows? Yeah, I think Liverpool are an alright price, but but for me, it's the unders at evens. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a lot of this is you sort of your handicap is swayed by Liverpool winning two 0 on Monday night because before that they were they were literally unbackable. Baz, we've said that for yeah, several yeah. weeks in a row. I mean, they've won two out of ten away games. Well, I mean, why are you picking a team at seventeen to ten? They've won two out of ten away games in the last three league games on the road. They've conceded three goals in each of them. You know, they're, they're unbackable. That's a horrible, horrible price. Like, however, <laughs> um, I think you guys are looking ahead to the cup final next week. My tickets came today, Buzz. If anyone wants to break in and rob them, they're up on the side there. Um, um, I keep saying Newcastle do a defeat. And actually, I think that one plus 170 is a little bit too short for Liverpool for me to take um, in this um, away form that they're in. Liverpool are the only team to beat us to some sort of evil symmetry going to be at work here. Uh, my bet is, I still, Liverpool have been a little bit like Leeds. Um, wasteful was the word you used earlier on. Uh, profligate. Salah, my man Darwin Nunes again. Diego Jota was back the other night, came off the bench. Um, Liverpool minus one. Baz, is it a price of 70 to five plus 340? Um, so this is going to be my probably my biggest play on the card, actually. Um, so this is a push if Liverpool win by one goal. Um, but I think they might do with saying Newcastle, Newcastle are just ready to trip up. They got away with it last week against Bournemouth. The level of performance is just... They're stuck in the mud. Um, they're not scoring. The, the defence looked shaky last week. And Salah and Nunes and Jota and whoever else is up there um, I think can make this a real problem for Newcastle at the week, unfortunately. So, yeah, my pick's going to be Liverpool minus one. Um, it's 70 to 5 plus 3.45. Um, OK, so we move on to Sunday. Two games on Sunday. Uh, the first one's a two o'clock uh, kickoff over here, which is a 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern time start between Manchester United and Leicester City. Manchester United are 4 to 7. Minus 175. The draws at Burlington Birdie, 130, plus 333. Uh, Leicester, 92, plus 450. Uh, Manchester United, 1-2, drawn two, lost one in the last five. 2-2 um, two, two draw with Barcelona tonight. It was a good game, but I've no idea what to make of it, frankly. Um, the clean sheet at Leeds last time out in the 2-0 win was their first clean sheet in six. Uh, Leicester, a totally different team uh, with James Madison back. Um, they've scored eight in the last two, uh, ten in the last three games. Um, Sunday games are notoriously hard for teams. 
I don't know why, because Wednesday or Saturday is not a thing, but Thursday or Sunday seems to be a thing. Notoriously hard for a team to play on a Sunday following a Europa League game on a Thursday night. And that just wasn't a, a, a standard game. They weren't playing away in somewhere in Latvia. They played at Barcelona in a high-tempo, high-octane game. Um, Leicester, full of goals. Over two and a half goals is too short. Both teams to score is too short. They're the obvious plays. I'm going to take Leicester to have a right good go at this, Baz. Leicester team total over one and a half. I think Leicester can score twice here. Might finish 2-2. Man United might even nick it. Uh, There's a price of 9-4 plus 2.25. And if you want to go completely Raj, 9-1 for Leicester to score over two and a half goals. Uh, But I'll take over one and a half, 9-4 plus 2.25 for Leicester. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I've... I've I've went with goals in in a different way. Um the same man who are seven unbeaten now after after the defeat to Arsenal before that they were eight unbeaten before that. So just the one defeat in sixteen games and, and as you say, a good result tonight really against Barcelona. They'll be happy going back two two, taking them to Old Trafford next week. Leicester certainly look to have turned the corner with those two wins on the bounce, uh scoring four in each of those against Villa and Spurs. Um Goals again. I, I mean, obviously, looking at those, uh, we've said Ian is starting to get get back to some sort of form, which I'd, I'd said a few weeks ago it was vital. One of the strikers for Leicester started to find something, um, and it looks like Ian has with a return of Madison that seems to have sort of clicked a little bit. And the kid on the wing, Tete, looks sharp as well. He's been doing okay. Uh, Brazilian lad decided in the window as well, isn't he? So they're, they're, going forward, they're, they're doing good. Eight eight goals in the last two games is. Is a definite positive one. On the flip side, the same Man United have scored two or more goals in the last eight games. So I can see goals on both sides here. Um I think I think Leicester I think Leicester are getting a good score sheet. Goals, as you say, over two and a half is a bit short. So I've went with the Asian goal line uh at three. So evens with with a push on three goals and a win if we get four or more. Uh, was the better highlight here. So, so three on the Asian goal line um, and, and hope for four goals or more in the game. Yeah, I'm just thinking maybe over three and a half might have been a more a safety net way of me taking this bet of Man United maybe winning 3-1 or something. But I'll stick with my uh, Leicester City goals. Uh, final game then, uh, the TV game. The 4.30 kickoff, 11.30 Eastern time is a London derby between Tottenham Hotspur and West Ham United. Tottenham are three to four, minus one thirty-three. The draw is thirteen to five, plus two sixty. In West Ham are fifteen to four, plus three seventy-five. Baz Spurs are impossible to fathom out. So how did you do it? They are impossible. Um, well beaten last week, weren't they against Leicester? We said beforehand wouldn't be a shock if the win are you here. You tip Leicester. Um, yeah, great pick last week. Um, back to home comforts this week in a derby game. But the home form's a bit patchy for them as well. Uh, they lost to Arsenal and Villa at home in recent times since the new year. So they have, you know, it's not like they're un- unbeatable at home or anything like that. Um, home games for Spurs have gone under 2.5 in the last five games. And away games for West Ham have gone under 2.54 of the last five. So the, the trends there point towards the unders. Um but the head-to-heads are a bit... I think I've looked at head-to-heads and both teams to score seems to come up very often. I think it's four of the last five head-to-head games between these are, are um, both to score. Over 2.5 came up three of the five. I think it's one of these derby games in a way. It's going to be a big atmosphere, lively. I think there could be goals. I don't see it being that cagey. It's a funny one for a derby game, isn't it? Because I think for West Ham, they consider this to be their derby game, don't they? But then for Spurs, Arsenal's there. I thought West Ham was Chelsea. Is West Ham Chelsea? Chelsea Fulham in it? Looked like it was Chelsea when they were punching the daylight out of each other last Saturday morning. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I've just wrote down. I don't trust any side to win it. Um, although the recently the unders looks good. I just Spurs at home. I, I, I just don't like back in the unders there. In Spurs game, so they're both teams to score for me. It's a bit short, three to four, uh, but I struggle. I don't trust either team to win it. I take the both teams to score. Yeah, team right, Baz. Uh, I've written down really boring here, but it's uh, inconsistent Spurs team against the West Ham team enjoying a bit of a mini revival. West Ham look like they're going to start pulling away 
uh, from the muck down at the bottom. Um, so yeah, exactly the same. Bet bars. I, I don't need to go any further into it. You've done the heavy lifting there. Uh, both teams to score three to four. Minus one thirty-three is the team ride. Uh, therefore, Baz, um, all ten games done. So let's dip into the now traditional uh, goal scorer, the Acker, and your dog of the week. Do you want to lead off? Who led off last week? And how did it go? I can't remember. No idea. I know I've got Man. nothing. I, I got nowhere. Uh, the underdog was shit. All right. Well, you can go last then. So uh, we'll lead off with me because I'm better. Um, goal scorer actually said just off air before we started, Baz, that I think I picked the same goal scorer as you, but you haven't finished your notes said. Um, so the, the game I think has got potential to be a bit of a blowout is Chelsea. Um, I think Chelsea are about to click at the weekend. And I think Joe Felix has been in great form. Um, he's looked like scoring a lot, a lot. He did score last week against West Ham. He hit the beans on toast as well early on. Did okay against Dortmund. Um, he's like to first goal, 7-4 any time, plus 175. I did write in brackets underneath that, Darwin Nunes, um, just because I've tipped him up about nine weeks in a row and it's Liverpool v Newcastle. So I know if I well, I'm going to be sitting with my head in my hands as he slots his third goal in after 42 minutes on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, the, the pick's Joe Felix, the sod's low pick is Darwin Nunes. Who's your score, Abbas? Uh, I, I would go for Felix as well. So I went for, uh, that's yeah. what I went for last week. Um, and as you say, he was unlucky. And again, he was unlucky last night. Yeah, I've mentioned last week when I picked him, his XG in, in games is is up. He's nearly at one XG per game himself uh, as an individual. Uh, and it was the same again last night against Dortmund. He had two shots on target, one saved, um, one blocked. Uh, I think he hit the crossbar when it was probably easier to score um, and put another one wide. So he's getting in amongst it. He's getting the chances. Uh, and at 7-4, I think he's a, he's a good value price in a home game against Southampton who are who are pretty shit at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, Felix 7-4 for me. I'm, I'm happy to take that. It is a, a team ride on the goal score, I bet, this week. OK. Uh, my underdog, um, I'm going to take Leicester's goals. Uh, Leicester's team total over one and a half. Um, price of plus 225, which is 9-4. to four. Um, I think I forgot to mention, obviously, Leeds scored twice at Old Trafford last Wednesday in the league as well. So, a little bit of form. Barcelona scored twice tonight. I'm not saying Leicester or Barcelona. Um but yeah, they're going to be a bit tired. Put a lot into that. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take. I think Leicester are very live here. Ten goals in the last three games. They can get another couple on Sunday for me. What's your dog? Bournemouth. No, well, I've got Bournemouth already. So I'm going to chuck another one out to be just a bit different. Bournemouth are the obvious one because I've already put them out there at eleven to two. Um, but West Ham, I think West Ham might might get a result against Spurs just because. Okay. Spurs are so unpredictable. Um, and you're getting nearly 4-1 to for West Ham in that game. Um, so I, I think they're worth taking a punch. So as a, as a little bonus, rather than uh, chucking the same one out again, I'm going to chuck West Ham out. It's at 15 to 4 they're priced up at at the moment. Yeah. Nice. And finally, my little Acker, my parlay of the week. Um, Brentford were the easiest one. I mean, they would they'd be a lock if I was sticking them out uh, 9 to 10. I do like how Wolves are playing. You're down on Wolves, Baz, and I'm not having it. I think we'd have to talk about this when I'm right. Wolves team total over one and a half. And then I put in my boring pick from the last game. Um, Tottenham, West Ham, both teams to score. That'll drag it out in the last game on Sunday as well. Uh, that comes in at plus 510. Uh, so just a smidgen over 5 to 1 for Brentford on the money line. Wolves team total over one and a half and Tottenham West Ham both teams to score Baz yeah so I've gone with the team goes treble again Arsenal start kicking it off with over 1.5 Brighton over 1.5 and Brentford over 1.5 comes in plus 5.10 just a smidgen over 5 to 1 um, same price Baz exactly the same price 5.11 is, is what I've, I've got here uh, so yeah Arsenal Brighton Brentford all to score three or more goals Beautiful. Two, two or more goals. Two or more goals. Steady on. Um, I think that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the end of the show. We've done our usual hour and four minutes, Baz, as is standard. Um, anything else you would like to tell the people uh, before we go away? Going back to Valentine's Day. I mean, uh, oh, God, he loves it, Baz. <laughs> yeah, going back to my trip, trip from Newcastle. 
and the lads all stopped off at Waitrose to get a bit of food for the for the Valentine's Day meals, you know. Oh, all right, yeah. Keep happy, so you know you get a starter, main, side, dessert, bottle of fizz, twenty quid. Yeah, bargain. Got it. Got it all in. Next day, she turns up. What we got to eat? Said, oh no, she messages. Jane, do you want us to go to the shop to get something in for a, for a meal tonight? I said no, it's sorted. Says what we got. I says you've got cheese souffle, mature cheese souffle. Nice. So you've got a beef bourguignon with cauliflower <laughs> cheese and some uh, nice garlicky potatoes. Um, and then we had some sort of dessert. The dessert wasn't really an issue, wasn't a problem. But anyway, neither the souffle nor bourguignon appealed at all to Helen. She's just turned. Oh off. really? Ah, right. Yeah, the response was just something like, okay, uh, that was it. So I ended up back out Tuesday night, round to the shop to buy some fillet steaks, mushrooms. It's a Tuesday um, tea, Baz, what does she want for a Tuesday? Honestly. Like you can tw- twist twist your face on a Friday if you have to. If it's a Friday tea, on a tea, no one should be twisting their face for a Tuesday tea. You just have what you're having on a Tuesday. Well, we had a nice, you know, we had a nice steak, chips, mushrooms, bit of peppercorn sauce. Uh, I got a melty cheese thing with some sourdough bread for dipping for the starter because she didn't fancy the souffle. So I, all my efforts went to chips. But to be fair, on the Wednesday, <laughs> on the Wednesday, what did we have for tea? Beef bourguignons with cheese souffles. Did you, well, I was going to say, did you not see? And it was lovely. Ah, it was all good. I think the best outcome there would have been if on the Wednesday tea I would have sat down and had two cheese souffles followed by two beef bourguignons and, and two yeah. Uh, yeah trying a bucket of, a bucket of bourguignon ah uh, uh, well interesting stuff Baz I love it um, thank you very much Barry um, and I might see you on Saturday we might have a light ale or something I think you're you sitting yeah. in the same end as me you're in the Leeds I'm right behind oh, right, okay. the goal just behind the goal I'm yeah. So I will try and catch up Saturday. I'll, I'll drop you a message. And we'll, uh... You'll uh, you'll get a you'll get a stone cold view of Darwin Nunes going round Nick Pope and slotting that third goal, won't you? And you'll think, oh, that Mallory was right all along. Um, champion. Okay then. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Getting the Discord. Go and listen to Cody about the fast cars going round in circles. All of that shenanigans. Um, good luck with your bets. Uh, we'll be back on. Possibly not Sunday night. I've got a job, Baz. We'll talk about that off here. Uh, we'll be back at some point, though, to review all these winners and make some picks for next week as well. Uh, but until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Mm-hmm.